Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another special episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. And why is this episode special, Kyle? It's special because it is the third episode in our four-part series highlighting Black History Month. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't happen to listen to our last two episodes, they focused on the birth of Martin Luther King Day and also the backlash uh, from that. But on this particular episode, we're moving away from Martin Luther King to focus on some other famous civil rights activists. He is actually going to come up in this discussion, though. I realized ah, in research. So. Oh, okay. Well, he's he's cool, so. He cool, he cool. Yeah, it's funny because we were trying not to have every episode be about Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, he is you know, I, I know, a great I person and everything. I just, uh, we want to talk about other people, too. Exactly. It seems like Black History Month kind of turns into Martin Luther King Month. <laughs> so, yeah. Before we get started, it seems like lately we've kind of been having our little few minutes of BS at the beginning before we launch into anything. Is there anything in particular you want? I feel like we haven't done any uh, like product placement in a while. I was gonna, I was gonna say I, I, I haven't seen any new Pop Tart flavors on the shelves recently. I know there were supposed to be some new flavors starting this year, uh, early this year, but I have not spotted them yet. So unfortunately, I'm still on the hunt for delicious new Pop Tart flavors. I saw actually. I forgot about this. I saw an image this morning online that someone had photoshopped um, a package of Oreos to have 911 on it. It said like 911 flavor Oreos, and it and it, and it <laughs> said terrible. like and it said like Oreos going too far with all these new flavors or something. Oh, as in like it's making fun of the yeah. It seems like they do have like a new flavor like every month now. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't have like rose flavored oreos for valentine's day or something <laughs> i i didn't know this but there is actually a a type of tea called rose tea and it freaking tastes like roses smell it actually is kind of good my mm. girlfriend turned me on to it well that's pretty cool yeah so um yeah for this episode since we focused so heavily on martin luther king before we um did some scouring and actually found a song uh about rosa parks another very influential civil rights activist. What's funny is uh, there's in researching her, there's a lot of things I didn't know. I mean, everyone knows, you know, she was on a bus. She was in a white section. She uh, didn't give up her seat for a white dude and got arrested, and it started the whole bus boycott in uh, Alabama. But That was kind of, of the extent this, of my knowledge. Really. Yeah, exactly. But the funny thing is there's actually a lot of misinformation out there about you know, what led to that, um, who was involved. So it's pretty funny. Um, I guess but not the first ha-ha thing, funny. No, not just interesting. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, the first thing that I found interesting, actually, was that uh, Miss Parks wasn't actually the first uh, woman to be arrested for refusing to yield her seat on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, I think she was the uh, fifth, fourth yes, or fifth? I Fourth or fifth. Now, this woman's name did, uh, I do remember hearing at some point, this woman, Claudette, Claudette Clovin, uh, Colvin? Colvin. She was 15, much younger than Rosa Parks, and she was um, arrested for refusing to give up her seat to a white passenger. How, how, how long ago was this before Rosa Parks? I don't think it was that long, because I think I was reading that Rosa Parks was, like, among the people who were trying to 
yeah pay her bail or or legal fees or something i mean, i don't remember the specifics but the group of people i, I think a lot of, there was a lot of connection with the NAACP as well in montgomery mm-hmm. and i think rosa parks was actually working as a secretary there um, at the time but you know that community of people seemed to all kind of be like joining together to help each other out when stuff like that was happening mm-hmm. um like this other girl so and i think rosa parks definitely knew this was going on it wasn't just like uh, completely separate instances. True. Um, yeah, this this girl Claudette Cloven, along with three other women, uh, Aurelia Broder, Mary Louise Smith, and Susie McDonald, also were arrested in similar incidents. Uh, and the four of them were actually uh, brought as plaintiffs in the court case Broder versus Gale, uh, that ended up resulting in the Supreme Court ruling that bus segregation was unconstitutional. Another thing I found interesting, because a lot of people think, you know, oh, Rosa Parks was just minding her own business, you know, someone said move her seat, and then she just, like, went into, like, beast mode, and was just like, fuck that shit, and, and then, you know, in the snowball effect of that, she, you know, ended up being uh, swept up in the civil rights movement. What a lot of people probably don't realize is she was actually a civil rights activist long before this incident. Yeah. Uh, she was actually involved in the Montgomery chapter of the NAACP, which she joined in 1943, which is 12 years before this incident. Yeah, this was in 55, right? Yes. December 1st. December 1st, 1955. Oh, man, if we if we had done this uh, particular episode in December, it would have been the 60th anniversary? 55 to 25? No, I think, no, I think um, 2005 was supposed to be 60th. Or fiftieth, yeah. maybe. Yeah, so, so fifteen so, was okay. So yeah, you're right. Peter, I'm not good at math. Peter math. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting that not only was she not the first woman in the city of Montgomery to be arrested for this, she was she was also involved in civil rights bef- long before this incident happened. This is a funny little story too. Apparently, the bus driver uh, who was driving the bus when this whole thing occurred, and he was the one that actually to- initially told her to give up her seat. Apparently, oh, yeah. back in 1943, she had a run-in with this particular bus driver because she refused to re-enter the bus from the, quote, colored door. I don't know. I don't know how the bus worked back then. I can, through, well, I'll fill in on that. Entrance. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, but also, are you sure it was that long? It says Before? in 1943... Blake uh, oh, really? ejected Parks from the bus after she refused to re-enter through the back. Because I know I had read that she had had a run-in with him prior to this, mm-hmm. and she was actually she actually said that she uh, after that point she would you know always see who was driving the bus before she got on because she really didn't want to deal with this guy again. Well, apparently um, she avoided him for twelve years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I had no idea it was that long. Wow. Um, but then there was another quote somewhere where she was saying that on the day that she got on the bus and f- refused to get off, she just happened to be tired or whatever and dist- or distracted and, you know, didn't see who was driving the bus. So it just happened to be this guy again. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Um, but you were, let's see, you were, oh yeah. So the thing was that um, everybody paid at the front of the bus, you know, as people do on the bus. Mm-hmm. But because the black seats were in the back, um, I guess they made the black people pay the front and they get to get off the bus, walk to the back door and then get on through there. 
rather than just walking down the aisle, which I, seems weird. I was going to say, because God forbid they have to, they brush shoulders with a white person. Exactly. And um, I was also reading that sometimes the drivers would, uh, before the, the black people were able to get on through the back door, they would just close the doors and drive off. Oh, that's messed after up. After taking their money. So yeah, that's kind of screwed up. So yeah, I guess that was the issue that she first had with this driver was that she wanted to just get on from the front door, not the back door. Mm. Yeah, that's that's funny that I guess she had that run in that long ago, avoided him for that long of a time, and then this you know this incident uh, in fifty five just happened to be with the same driver. <laughs> obviously, yeah, obviously he had it out for her. Yeah, apparently. Uh, something I found kind of interesting was that we always say like, oh, she was sitting in the white section of the bus. That's why she had to move. But I was reading that apparently the bus was split up a little bit more than how we think of just the white section, the black section. Mm-hmm. Um, the front obviously was for the whites. The back section was for the blacks. But there's also a middle section of the bus, which was basically black people could sit there unless the white section was full and more white people wanted to sit down. Mm. Um, then the black people would have to move and let the white people sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the section that she was sitting in at the time. So she had the right to sit there until... Until the white man wanted to sit Until the white man sit. wanted to sit there, basically. So she wasn't in like, the full-on white section. She was within the confines of the law up to the point where someone else wanted her to move. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I didn't really know it was split up that way. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought it was just... White section, black section. Hmm. So, basically, it was even more, I guess, messed up than that. Basically, she did have a right to sit there, but then some white guys like, "Oh, I can't, I can't possibly stand because I got on yeah. the, uh, uh, because I got on the bus later, so I'm gonna yeah. take someone else's seat because I'm a little bitch." Um, another thing I was reading is that um, I didn't really know this before, but I guess some people either think or they argued that oh she was old or whatever that's why she didn't want to get off her seat Mm -hmm. um or she was tired or too tired or something like that but she was only 42 44 something in her early 40s Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't an issue that she was uh elderly or something i mean she wasn't that old and she was there was actually a quote from her somewhere where she was saying that, like, you know, people was thinking I just was really tired that day because of work. But she was like, well, I wasn't any more tired than any other day. I was just, the only thing I was tired of was how we were being treated. Mm-hmm. Which is, so I, I guess in a way she did it because she was tired, but not physically. Tired of getting put down by the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another another interesting fact is obviously after the whole windfall of this incident, she helped with the... Um, Montgomery bus boycott, but I guess what a lot of people didn't know is that weeks after her arrest for that incident, she was jailed a second time for her role in the boycott because back back then there was literally a law against people organizing a boycott and by people I mean blacks. Right. So basically by them boycotting, they were breaking the law because they couldn't even do that. Well, the interesting thing I was reading about that... um and I don't have it up at the moment, but um, I believe they kind of had this whole system they were working out with carpooling. Mm-hmm. And I think it said she was like a dispatch for that. So she was helping organize, like getting people to meet up and use cars to carpool around rather than using the buses. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> and, and, and this might be a messed up thing to say, but it was kind of like an early version of Uber, basically. <laughs> 
Um, Except not corrupt and stupid. Oh, don't get me started on Uber. I could, I'll go off on a tangent. Well, we're yeah. already talking about... An Uber tangent. Um, we're already talking about uh, segregation. We need to tackle one bad thing at a time. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I guess that was kind of how they were boycotting, more or less. Was, you know, by none, none of them were using the buses. They were all kind of using their own system that they had kind of created from scratch, carpooling with each other. And that was considered uh, organized boycotting. I guess. Mm-hmm. And there was 100 or 120 people or so-ish that were involved in that, and she was one of them, so uh, she got arrested again. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in that particular arrest, uh, her photo was printed on the front page of the New York Times of her of her getting her fingerprints taken. So that mm-hmm. got her even more national attention. A sad thing that I didn't know, actually, was that very soon after the Montgomery boycott ended obviously with the Supreme Court ruling, she actually was uh, forced to move from Montgomery because she was fired from her job, you know, but supposedly they said it wasn't because of the boycott, It was, but it obviously was. And her husband quit his job uh, after being told that he couldn't discuss the boycott, he couldn't discuss his wife or anything in the workplace, or he's like, fuck that. Uh, And on top of that, she and him received threatening phone calls and death threats so in 57 they moved to detroit right yep they moved to yeah. detroit where they, she lived the rest of her life but i mean i think she lived to 94 or so i mean so 92. she 92 so yeah i mean she lived a really long life yeah yeah and you know died from natural causes it wasn't like she um met an early end from someone who didn't like what she was doing yeah unlike mr king unfortunately yeah, but yeah. Um, speaking of which, yeah, she passed away at ninety-two in October two thousand five. And interesting thing, she was uh, she received a final tribute from statesmen and military leaders, and her body was brought to the rotunda, being the big dome thing in the U.S. Capitol, where more than thirty thousand people filed past her coffin to pay pay respects. And wow. she was actually the first woman to have that honor bestowed upon her in death. <laughs> wow. So that's impressive. I know we didn't want to talk a whole lot about Martin Luther King um, for reasons. that we <laughs> For reasons. <laughs> but the interesting thing, I never knew this, but apparently he was, he got elected like the leader of the local, basically the whole group who was boycotting the whole Montgomery bus system. And, and, and beyond that, just segregation in general, they elected Martin Luther King as the, um, the leader of this was well, funny because at the time he wasn't really well known by anybody. And he was actually new to the Montgomery area, um, which is actually one of the reasons why they did elect him is that because they said something like he hadn't been there long enough to be intimidated by whoever was there. Um, and, and he was also a, um, a minister at, at a church there Oh, in Montgomery. So they, they thought he was a good choice. And then, when this whole Rosa Parks thing happened, um, you know, he was kind of at the head of the group who was, you know, fighting for not, you know, not only for her, but for the, you know, their rights in general. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of catapulted him into the spotlight of being one of the leaders of the civil rights movement. I found that really interesting because I, I didn't really even know he had a direct connection with all of this, let alone this kind of being kind of the catalyst for him being a really well-known activist. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That is interesting. 
So they were kind of intertwined in their rise to civil rights fame a bit. Like, yeah, I guess so. That's really cool. I didn't know that. So, as you listeners may have realized by now, we haven't done really any discussion about the song yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but a lot of that, though, is that, you know, we said at the beginning, neither of us really knew very much about the details behind this whole Rosa Parks story. And I, I think we both learned a lot from doing a better research. And, you know, I I haven't really discussed it in depth with anyone, really, but I don't, I, I kind of feel like a lot of people don't know a lot of the details beyond she was a black woman on a bus didn't want to get up you know mm. so i think it's important to kind of discuss some of the more finer details of what happened and you know of course everything we've said so far is still like the tip of the iceberg of all the details um and it's pretty interesting but obviously we don't want to be spending three hours discussing things when you can go read it yourself so true we'll let you listeners do that we should probably talk a little bit about the song okay um, so the song is called Thank You, Sister Rosa by the Neville Brothers. Unfortunately, not like the last two episodes, which the song actually had a pretty, um, it was pretty integral in the movements that we were talking about in respect to them. Mm-hmm. You know, the song came out much after the Rosa Parks thing, and it didn't really have any significance on events in real life. It was just kind of like a tribute to her and her legacy. You know, there's not a whole lot we can talk about how the song helped uh, you know, that uh, Supreme Court case or whatever. Right, Kitty? very mad about that. <laughs> I didn't realize your cat was a white supremacist. Well, she's half black and half white, so she could equally be mad that it took so long for the segregation laws to be put to rest. You should have called your I cat Obama. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um... So, how much do you know about the Neville Brothers, Kyle? Because I feel like we might have mentioned them in passing maybe once on the show. We really don't ever talk about them. Uh, not a whole lot, unfortunately. I, I want to say, yeah, you're right. We talked about them maybe once, um, I guess. I know that one of the Neville Brothers is Aaron Neville. Yeah, that's and- basically all I know. <laughs> and um, he, was, he was an R&B singer throughout i mean i guess throughout the what the 80s maybe early 90s yeah um i thought aaron neville had like a solo career before the neville brothers or am i crazy because i think yeah i think because um some of his hits were in the 60s and the neville brothers were were around in the 70s and into the 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 80s 80s, i think yeah yeah (laughs) this Um, is evident by this song right yeah this song came out in 1989 yeah i i believe because at least three of them, because there's four brothers, um, there's Art, Charles, Aaron, and Cyril. Um, at least three of them, I don't really know much about Charles, but the, the other three, um, Art, Aaron, and Cyril, um, all had you know uh, musical careers prior to joining together mm. um, in 1977. Um, I knew a little bit about Aaron Neville, like you said. He's an R&B singer. He's good. He's uh, he's well known for. I think it's called yeah. Tell it like it is. Yeah, yeah. That's um, he's also, and that was in 66, but he's also done a couple of covers of other songs like Everybody Plays the Fool, Betcha by Golly Wow. Oh, I like that song. There was a couple others, but I can't remember what they were. Anyway, I, I, I guess he had some stuff in the early 60s, much like two of his brothers, Art and Cyril. Now, I didn't know this. Apparently, Art 
was one of the founding members of the meters who we haven't talked about in a long time, if ever, but do you remember who the meters are? They're, they're like, they made a yeah. lot of like instrumental yeah, they, funky music, like, um, Sissy Strut, Sissy Strut, yeah. um, fire on the Bayou. I have one of their albums. I should know more of their songs. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they were pretty big in like the, I guess, instrumental funk scene in the, in the seventies, but I, I had no idea. And maybe the late sixties as well. I had no idea that, um, art was one of the founding members of that. I didn't either. Um, and Cyril was the percussionist. So basically, the the meters just turned into the the, the Neville brothers. That, that's literally joined. kind of what happens. Like they were, and both bands were New Orleans based. By the way, listeners, we don't really talk about many stuff uh, from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they the meters, and I'm trying to think who else was in them. Oh, there's there were actually a lot of members of the meters, but once they broke up, that basically caused the Neville brothers to form because two of the members were already brothers and they were like, Hey, let's just, let's all work together. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, this song came out in 89. They, I guess formed in, like I, I think I said 77. Yep. Yeah. So they had been around for about a decade ish by the time this song came out. Um, nothing they did really was that popular. I think bird on a wire is I've never heard it, but that's apparently the song that they're known for, even though that one didn't get too high on any charts or anything. Mm-hmm. And Sister Rosa wasn't like a well-known song, still isn't, but it's it's still a really good um, tribute to Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. And um, why don't we listen to a little clip of it, and then when we come back, I'll talk a little bit about the lyrics. Sounds good. But Miss Rose, she said, no, not no more. I'm going to stay right here and rest my feet. Yeah, thank you, Miss Rosa. You are the spark. Kyle, have you ever written a song thanking Rosa Parks? Sadly, no. I wrote a song thanking Rosa Parks for all of her years of playing fetch. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I remember we were joking a little bit before the show that like Disney needs to make a movie about the civil rights movement, but all the uh, major players need to be like anthropomorphized dogs so that Rosa Parks can be Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King can be a Martin Luther King. I'm trying, I'm still trying to decide whether this is offensive. Well, not if it's, not if it's like, (laughs) not if it's like where the entire world is populated by like humanized dogs. And it's not just like, oh, the black people are dogs. Racism. Which is, isn't there, isn't there that movie coming out? Zootopia or something? Yeah. Where yeah. Where so it would be like that, where everybody in the world is just animals. Exactly. I can see that. But then you told me that you found out something about Rosa Parks. Yeah, apparently. It actually is a thing. Apparently on an episode of The Simpsons, uh, Dr. Hibbert, the Simpsons black doctor guy who always goes, <laughs> I can't even do his laugh. Well, isn't he? A, isn't that character a parody of the Cosby Show? I think a little bit. I don't think it's supposed to be Bill Cosby himself, but I think it's kind of a parody of that like seventies style right. show. Or eighties. Yeah, sorry, I'm smart. Ooh. Um, but I guess in an episode of The Simpsons, uh, Santa's little helper, the Simpsons dog, mated with Doctor Hibbert's dog, who's a poodle, and their dog's name is Rosa Barks. I never knew that. Yeah. So, 
I'm like, oh, it already someone already thought of this. I'm not original. Sad. So I'll read us. I'll read some of the lyrics. Um, December first, nineteen fifty-five. Our freedom movement came alive because of Sister Rosa. You know, we don't ride on the back of the bus no more. Sister Rosa, she was tired one day after a hard day on her job. When all she wanted was a well-deserved rest, not a scene from an angry mob. A bus driver said, Lady, you gotta get up, cause a white person wants that seat. But Miss Rosa said, No, not no more. I'm gonna sit here and rest my feet. The refrain is, Thank you, Miss Rosa, you are the spark. You started our freedom movement. Thank you, Sister Rosa Parks. See, even in that song, there's a bit of misinformation, cause she actually uh, said that she wasn't physically tired, but was more tired of getting pushed around well she said she wanted to sit here and rest her feet does that mean that certainly was true as well yeah but i i remember reading i gotta look it up now yeah there's a quote from her which says quote uh i was not tired physically or no more tired than i usually was at the end of a working day i was not old although some people have an image of me being old then i was 42 uh, oh yeah, so this is what I was discussing earlier. Yeah, no, the only tired I was was tired of giving in. So yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, you're right. She was probably just as tired as she normally was working. I guarantee it was more than eight hours. Yeah. Uh but I think it was more sparked by just tired of getting pushed around by the man. Indeed. Yeah, we had an actual quote. We didn't make shit up. Well, we didn't make any of this. I know. Except just, for Rosa Barks. We tend, we usually do make up history, so we're actually doing good this episode. We are. We're doing really well. Um, that actually reminded me there was a quote I wanted to read from Dr. King. Uh, apparently, he wrote in his 1958 book, Stride Toward Freedom, that Parks' arrest was the catalyst rather than the cause of the protests. And he said, quote, The cause lay deep in the record of similar injustices. Actually, no one can understand the action of Miss Parks unless he realizes that eventually the cup of endurance runs over and the human personality cries out, I can take it no longer. So basically what he's saying there is, you know, if it hadn't been Rosa Parks it would on that some, day it, it in 1955, it easily would have been someone else. Yeah. And not too long after that. Yeah, it's just a matter of how much, how much in, I guess, intolerance can a person take before they're just like, F this and, you know, lose their shit. Or sit on a bus. Yeah. Like a regular person. That's that's something I was actually discussing uh, a bit earlier. We tend to put up with more than we probably should as a generation just because, I don't know, maybe maybe it was the recession that like threw us all off, but just because we're like, oh, we're young and we, you know, we're lucky to have jobs, we're lucky to have whatever. And so things that young people end up dealing with, you know, shitty jobs, low pay, long hours, you mm-hmm. know, not being able to afford buying houses and nice things because the recession basically put us like five steps back financially. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of people in my generation are just like, well, I'm young, so this is what I have to deal with. It's just the way it is. So you're saying that we should be more mindful of... Um I mean, not, don't get me wrong. financial injustices. Don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing, you know, working long hours to a civil rights movement or anything. I'm just saying yeah. that, yeah, I, I feel like our generation, we're more tolerant of things that we shouldn't be tolerant about just because we convince ourselves that either A, it's just the way it is, or B, you know, it's, be- it's better this than something worse. <laughs> I think of a lot, in a lot of ways, though, this generation is really good about pointing out the issues 
in media and you know events happening where yeah. it's like hey that's shitty against black people hey that's shitty against women that's shitty against gay people yeah yeah the, we're, we're more cognizant of what's the word i guess racial and social injustice mm-hmm. maybe than other generations almost some, sometimes a little bit to a fault where it seems like they go out of their way to find to find injustice where sometimes there isn't injustice or it's just miscon- misconstrued injustice. I actually have a point to tangent off from that. Did you hear the whole thing about the Prius commercial for the Super Bowl last week? I didn't uh, see I, it. I saw a portion of it and it was something about a car chase and they tried to make the Prius like it was a fast car when it's not. Yeah. Now, the thing... Cause I did, so I didn't see the commercial so I can't completely speak with knowledge to this, but I heard that... Um, and it was, I guess it was, it featured actors who were in the wire for whatever it's worth. And I think they were all white. Um, but there was an argument where in that commercial, the police or the media, whoever weren't taking it that seriously because it was a bunch of white guys making a getaway from a bank robbery in a Prius. Whereas if it was like a black person, they would have like rammed a vehicle, <laughs> they would have like destroyed them. So there was, I think there was a bit of backlash in that commercial because of that. And again, I don't know all the details, but it was something like that. And so I was wondering, because you were just saying, like, are we... Are we looking for do, do we sometimes Do we sometimes it, blow things out of proportion, or is that an, like an actual problem? And I could probably answer that better if I had seen the commercial. The one, the one thing that I did hear about with the, the Super Bowl that I thought was interesting was the backlash against Beyonce because during the Super Bowl halftime, her, I guess, backup dancers were dressed in black berets, kind of uh, evocative of the Black Panther Party. Uh, And one of the, uh, I don't remember if this was actually during the event or after, but one of the backup dancers held up a sign that says, like, justice for, I'm forgetting who, but basically it was a, most likely a young black man who was shot by police for questionable reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just threw a shit fit about it. Like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. They shouldn't bring race into the Super Bowl. Is you know, we should boycott Beyonce. However, I found a really funny argument against that where someone was like, oh, yeah, uh, we shouldn't bring, you know, uh, I forgot how he phrased it, but basically like we, we shouldn't bring, uh, evocative racial symbols into the Super Bowl, and then he showed four different pictures from four prior Super Bowls of bands playing with the Confederate flag. Jeez. Like Southern bands or country shitheads or whatever. And um, it's just funny that, like, it's it's that that is a total double standard where it's like, oh, if a white guy who's a Southerner uses the Confederate flag, then it's just, you know, it's him being proud of his heritage. But if a black hmm. entertainer evokes, you know, a, the civil rights movement or the Black Panther movement, then that's, you know, uh, intolerable because they're bringing race into something. It's like, how, is, how how is using the Confederate flag not bringing race into something? But that's also a stupid argument to make, too, because it's like, basically what you're saying is, hey, stop talking about the racial issues in our society I, I want to have a good time and watch football and yeah, listen ba- to some good music. Basically, the, what it boils down to is people that don't have to deal with racial issues don't want to be ri- reminded that racial is- issues exist. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember that 
people threw a shit fit and said they're going to boycott Beyonce. And I'm just thinking, I guarantee every single person that thinks that did never listen to Beyonce in the first place. <laughs> so, uh, it's like, I remember uh, I, Barack Obama a while back invited the rapper Common to the White House. Bunch mm-hmm. of Fox people and Republicans had it through a shit fit because, you know, he's a rapper and he's promoting evil rap shit. And... This one guy with this one Fox guy's like, oh, you know, let's all boycott Common. And I'm like, I guarantee not a single person that listens to you ever heard Common before in their life. So you can yeah. suck it. Well, why would you boycott Common just because he went to the White House? Because to hang out with Obama. That's stupid. Because they were basically saying that Obama is promoting gangster lifestyle and shit, which is what so, which is such shit. Because I I like Common a lot because a lot of his uh, songs and lyrics have to do with actually talking about, you know, uh, injustices, economic injustices, social injustices. It's not like hmm. he's not like Little Wayne where he's just like bitches and hoes he actually talks about real shit <laughs> that's interesting so that's why i thought that was even more ironic because stupid narrow-minded people basically think rapper and they group common in the same vein as like you know little wayne or chris brown or something they don't see a difference mm. so yeah yeah listeners if you um obviously i'm sure i'm not the only person that heard about this beyonce debacle um let us know what your opinions are of it uh, as well on the places where you talk to us. Nobody talks to us ever. <laughs> I'm so lonely. That's true. No one ever talks to us. But if you want to break that trend and um, stand up against the man who says not to talk to us on social media. Wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> I just told them to talk to us, Peter. Stop making me out like the no. bad guy. <laughs> I was never. No, I, I think we were saying the same thing, but. Oh. I am dumb. <laughs> Tell us on Facebook how dumb I am. <laughs> yeah. Find a quote of something dumb I said in this episode and tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfolk. For every quote you find, we'll send you a dollar. Just kidding. No, we won't. <laughs> we'll be broke. If you don't want to tell us on Facebook, you can tell us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash getyourfolk. Yeah. You can also like our episodes there and... Like I said, comment on them and uh, follow us as well. We've um, our number of followers has grown fairly steadily in the last few weeks. I can take it. SoundCloud, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, keep it in those like or subscribe or I don't know how SoundCloud works. <laughs> follow. You follow and you listen and you like and you can also download our episodes there as well. I know some people do that. Um, if you if you feel the iTunes model is antiquated. Even though we're on there, you can uh, you can download our stuff from SoundCloud as well. Yay. So yeah, right. um, this has been the third installment of our four-part civil rights series. And this has been your Black Panther host, Kyle. And this has been your host, Peter. Tune in next week for the fourth and final installment of our Black History Month series. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>